We talk a lot uh, about dams in this country, dams for water, dams for power, dams to mitigate flooding. They have these conversations in other countries too, uh, but, and here's a point of difference, in Europe right now, the conversation is all about the removal of dams and the restoration of natural river flows. At least 239 barriers, dams, weirs, were removed across 17 countries in Europe in 2021. That was a a record-breaking year for dam removals across the continent of Europe. What's going on? Paul fernandez Garrido is a forestry engineer and part of the World Fish Migration Foundation uh, and project manager of Dam Removal Europe. Paul, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. There seems to be a, a movement in Europe that's, that's gathering um, some sort of pace. Yes, absolutely. It's true. The, what, what people don't know is that this has been happening for almost three decades. And now, thanks to our project, we are putting this in the spotlight and highlighting the efforts of administration. And then it's been uh, misunderstood and people think it's an environmentalist, ecologist movement, but actually it's not. How would you describe it then? If the, because the, some of those issues around ecology are very much to the fore in this conversation. What, what would be your description? Okay, so why? Why, right? The, the question is why uh, dams are being removed. The, the story is long, and I could be here an hour explaining actually why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, just to make it very short, in 2000, in 2000 a very important uh, legislation in Europe started, Water Framework Directive, which was made for member states to improve their water qualities. But it never said any word about dam removal. But river managers in some countries were very aware of the impact of dams. And they knew that if they would remove obsolete, abandoned, and useless weirs and dams, the water quality will improve. That's why these countries, uh, we're talking about France, Spain, Denmark, Finland, UK, they started to remove useless weirs and dams. And this was very unknown until finally Six years ago, we started searching uh, who has been removing dams in Europe and how many. And we found out that more than 5,000 have been already removed, land removed or naturally removed by floodings. And now, six years later, um, there's been a terrible communication crisis with fake news here in some countries like France or Spain, you know, where some um, some part of the of the public are even using this information, saying that this is creating of um, droughts, this is creating, uh, this is we are losing and throwing away the water, but it's not true. Think about it. We found out four years ago, thanks to a, a European EU funding project called AMBER, Adaptive Management of Barriers in European Rivers. And after four years uh, searching and collecting information in 36 countries, we found out for the very first time that in Europe we have more than 1.2 million barriers. When this information was completely unknown, uh, European Commission, the Environmental uh, European Agency knew until 2019 that we had, Europeans had more than 7,000 big dams, but not all barriers, okay? Mm. So we, and imagine the official official numbers in the inventory we collected 
629,000 barriers, but at least we have 1 million, 1.2. So my question is, if right now I have a magic stick and I would say tomorrow I am removing half a million barriers, we would, be at, would it be putting the population at risk because of uh, for, for water supply, for hydropower, for irrigation? No. No, it's that we have too many barriers that we are not using. And this is super important to understand because the, the, the list of impacts of dams are huge. So we're not necessarily talking about those dams which might be used for water supply for, for towns yeah. and cities, but the, the, the legacy dams, I guess, or, or those which have out, outlived their usefulness, which, which in Europe, as you say, must be <laughs> numberless, <laughs> numberless quantities exactly. of river barriers. Exactly, but but actually, there are some dams that very big. Uh, some is, is the minority, okay, but there are being removed. For example, the biggest dam ever removed in Europe was removed in nineteen in two thousand nineteen in France in the Saloon River in uh, Normandy, and this dam was thirty six meter high, hmm. and in uh, the reservoir was giant. It was built a century ago, but the hydropower that uh, created, it was so little that the, the, the energy is going to be actually completely compensated, created by three windmills. And there was a huge water quality problem in the reservoir. People were forbidden to bathe because of green algae. So, and actually that was the first, one of the first blockage on the whole river basin. So migratory fish has completely disappeared on the river basin, you know, because they, for a century, these this barrier had been blockaged the whole river basin. So there are also big dams being removed. It's not the majority, but think about something. I always uh, try to uh, avoid people getting afraid because they think that we must remove or we won't remove all the dams and weirs. That's not the case. But I always ask the same question. A century ago, when doctors apply x-rays to humans, mm -hmm. There were no time limit. We, they x-ray people 30 minutes, 4 minutes, even hours. Later, the years later, they found out that x-rays are really damaging human uh, health. Do we still use x-ray in the 21st century? Yes, we do. But those x-rays are less than a second long, correct? And with a lot of safety. And my question also is, are those x-rays now that we use our are worse because they are only one second long instead of 30 minutes or an hour? No, because our knowledge and technology, it's amazing compared with a century ago. Dams is exactly the same example. There's no difference. Dams are needed. We need weirs. We need dams. But we need to apply the 21st century knowledge and technology. We cannot have thousands and thousands of dams and weirs knowing the huge impact they, they create when we could use uh, and create more energy and store water in another, other, in another way and have less number of, of barriers. You mentioned that the issue of, of around water quality, but the issue around the, the ecosystems that those waterways represent, in particular uh, the, the health of migratory fish populations is, is hugely impacted by those barriers. Absolutely, absolutely. There are many impacts. It's not only migratory fish, and some people think that we only 
do this because of migratory fish. Now, that's not true, but that's one of the biggest impacts. Actually, uh, it was published in July of 2020 by the um, Living Planet Index, the first Living Planet Index down for uh, freshwater migratory fish ever. And they showed that uh, in the last 50 years, 76% of migratory fish population had declined. And only in Europe, 93% was is the decline. So uh, absolutely, the impact in migratory fish is, is tremendous. And, and we, at least in Europe, Europeans, have forgotten that migratory fish were, was one of our food source. It was a free, self-sustainable food source. And it's completely gone. We, we cannot rely on, on our rivers, uh, fisheries anymore. So uh, it's, tr- it's really dramatic. But there's only, there are many other impacts that we are not aware. And actually, it costs us money. For example, coastal elo- erosion. Uh, you know, uh, behind dams and weirs, mm. there is uh, sediments and res- um, nutrients accumulation. They trap sediments. And then this causes channel erosion downstream. This causes deltas to disappear. This, this uh, causes that beaches cannot get uh, sediments recharged and they beaches disappear. And this costs money, a lot of money to uh, artificially restore beaches. Also, aquifers, the uh, reservoirs uh, impede, make, make, makes it very difficult for aquifers, under, under, uh, underground water, to recharge. And that's the best way to preserve and to store water. Also, also the water quality in reservoirs, because the, the in, in summer, we reach such a high temperatures that then we start having algae, toxic algae booming, and you cannot drink the water, you cannot even bathe and touch that water. And water loss in reservoirs, in reservoirs uh, right now, we lose from 5 to 20% of the water through evaporation. And it's expected in 2060, has been calculated that in the year 2060, the loss will be from 11 to 40%. So it's not the, the best way, it's not the mm. best efficient, the, the, the most efficient way to store water. So what we're saying is that in those cases where we can do it better, where we can actually apply, use the technology and the knowledge we have now, let's do it. That doesn't mean, this doesn't mean that it's going to be possible in all the cases but, but we need to make an effort because if, if we don't really uh, um, uh, update ourselves and start really doing things uh, in a more efficient way in 30 years, we're, ha- we're going to have a serious problem. As you say, a modern approach. And I, I guess, you know, we're talking about Europe and, and some of these works perhaps date back to Roman times, but there's... I suspect more of them from from a period in the, in, in the industrial revolution and, and subsequently yeah. where this was all about establishing a human ascendancy over environment of, of turning rivers to to human purposes. I guess modern thinking suggests that that's potentially not the best way to go about things. Absolutely, absolutely. But it's true. We cannot blame. Actually, I, I always like to say that I don't like to blame what people did a century ago or eighty. 80- Years ago, you know, they had a different situation, of they course. Had different yep. knowledge, and of, of course, different nature uh, sens- sensibility or sensitivity. I don't know. Sorry, in English, the, the, the correct word, but it was a different time. Now it's the moment, you know, to really have some some equilibrium. Because think about it: 
in Europe, we only have two free-flowing rivers in the whole Europe, only two free-flowing rivers, which are in the border between Finland and Sweden. The rest of rivers are completely fragmented. And uh, we have an average almost of a barrier per kilometer. That's tremendously, I mean, crazy. And, 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 and we have to, to understand better rivers, just think about, it's exactly like human veins. Hmm. Just think about it. If I need, if I, I have the need to put you a blockage in your vein, my question to you is, is it going to be the same if I tell you, oh, I'm sorry, I need to put a blockage in your artery or I need to put a blockage in the veins of the fingers of your hand? You, it's not going to be the same. If I put a blockage in your artery, you will die in a few seconds. If I put several blockage in the veins of your hand, well, your hand will die, but all your system, yourself, you will be able to, to be alive, to keep living and to continue you know, working and everything, right? In the rivers, is exactly the same. The only difference is the velocity of reaction. A river won't die in a few seconds if you put a barrier in the main hmm. in the main river of the of the river basin. And this is what we are seeing now in Europe: that the decline and devastation after fifty years and after a century is huge. Have we had studies uh, as, as yet to, to, to try and assess the, the effect of, of, of dam removal on, on water quality and on various ecological markers? Yes. And more in USA, to be honest. Uh, they have monitored many cases. And actually, well, my favourite case actually is uh, in the state of Maine, in the Kennebec River. And uh, the numbers, for example, for fish are, are a fish return. It's amazing. In Kennebec River, there was uh, a dam built in the 1800s, in the early 1800s, which completely destroyed the fisheries, completely from shad, sturgeon, salmon, and it, all the fisheries closed uh, 20 years later. And in 1999, so over 20 years ago, that dam was removed. And in only 20 years, it was the return was 5.5 million shads to return when, before uh-huh. the removal, the shad uh, population was up to 79,000 shads on the foot of the dam, right, uh, down, downstream. But now 5.5 shads that return. That's in, for example, my favorite example in um, Kennebec River. But for example, in, uh, in Europe, we have several examples where when you, they, the French people have removed dams actually to improve that water quality and to, to solve the problem of a blue-green algae booming. And, uh, and in Denmark, actually, they started to remove two decades ago little uh, weirs uh, that were obsolete, actually to activate angling, angling businesses, uh, sport fishing businesses, through the improvement of wild salmon and wild trout uh, population. And they did it. Actually, if you see the graphics of, of the before and after uh, numbers of, of uh, wild salmon and, and trout in those rivers, the, the, the numbers are amazing. It's completely exponential improvement. So yes, there are some uh, monitoring um, numbers, analyze, analysis, yeah. It's a remarkable thing, Pau, and, and extraordinary that in, in so many countries uh, across the European continent that this idea has, has taken hold, and as you suggest as well, in the United States. So it, has, uh, it appears to have global appeal. Yes, yes, and I'm, uh, I'm just, I just hope that the wrong myths and the bad information that is circulating does not affect these great efforts 
from administration and from governments to to stop it, you know. And hopefully in Australia in the future, you don't suffer from the radical opposition we are oh, going through I, now. I, I imagine, I imagine we will. <laughs> I, 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 it's a pity. It's a, it's a true pity. We are going through really hard times right now here in France and Spain. And it's, it's really, really frustrating because yeah. uh, it's the right wing. Actually, we know who are paying these campaigns. Of course. It's the far of course. right right wing who are political right wing who are paying for, you know, putting all this fake it and false information, you know, like dam removal is causing droughts or, you know, and it's like, no, it doesn't. We have been removing weirs uh, since 25 years ago. Hmm. And now it's causing droughts 25 years ago. Droughts is because of no rain, not because of, of removing dams. It's, there are things that are completely, uh, makes no sense. And, and it's very, very difficult to fight this nonsense, you know? It's, it's a struggle. Because uh, water is, a, I guess, an emotional issue in many places. Uh, absolutely. But think about something. Last year in Spain, in some municipalities where they owned a big dam, the reservoir was almost empty. It went down to uh, 10% of the level of the reservoir. And, they, and in that point, you cannot use the water because of the turbidity so high. Mm-hmm. It's undrinkable and you cannot use it. So my question to many, many times in interviews and to the audience is, okay, okay, fine. You want to build dams, you want to have dams everywhere. What, what for? If you reach the, the summer and then they, the, 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 water of, the water level drops to 10%, what is it for? Those municipalities had to pay for trucks to bring water, drinking water. It's not the way. I mean, we are in the, again, we are in the 21st century. There, we, we need to start using other ways to store water that are more efficient and actually safer, you know? Just dams are not going to prevent you from uh, having a water crisis. I don't know if I'm explaining myself. They won't make it rain <laughs> that way. Exactly. And exactly. And as I said, you are really wasting water through evaporation. Yeah. So, of course, in some, in some cases, of course, we will continue using dams. There is no other choices. But in others, we need to be more efficient and to store water in other places out of the channel, which is where you are really making a huge harm you know, blocking the channel and maybe subtracting, withdrawing that water and storing it in under underground or in, you know, in, in some other way. So, yeah, I mean, if we keep, if we, if we keep uh, managing rivers as 80 years ago, we are in trouble. Powell, thank you so very much for your time. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Have a great day. Powell fernandez Garrido, uh, she's a forestry engineer and part of the World Fish Migration Foundation and project manager of Dam Removal Europe. This is Blueprint, ABC RN. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.